everyone, and welcome to Fed Up and Tired. I'm Mary Now. And I'm Melissa. And tonight we are going to discuss things that our parents said. Um, some of the things were helpful and some weren't. But, <laughs> you know, we're going to talk about things that we use and um, things that we don't use <laughs> and reminisce a little. Yeah. 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 You want to kick it off? Sure. Um, I'll go ahead with one that I actually just recently adapted, and this is what Jeremy's mother used to say all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, if one of the kids comes up and she and, and they're like, well, that's not fair. And she goes, well, the fair is where you take your pigs and cows. So I don't know what you mean by fair. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I use that a lot now. Like, when the kids runs out, I'm like, that's not fair. I'm like, sorry. Uh, fair is where you take your pigs and cows. I don't know what you're talking about, fair. My mom used to always tell me, life's not fair, get over it. Yeah. That was her favorite line. Yeah, my mom used to say that to me, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I heard that a lot. Mm-hmm. My mom and dad used to always tell me, when you made them mad, I brought you into this world, and I could take you out of it. Mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I heard that growing up, and now I've actually said that to Elijah a few times. <laughs> <laughs> I have said that to him a few times. It's funny. Yeah, that's funny you say that because there's this comedian that Jeremy really likes. And um, he does this bit about his mom. His mom's single mom. And she had three kids. And they were going to the store. <laughs> and she says, put your little sister in the buggy. And now you push the buggy. And if you hit the back of my heel with that buggy, I'm going to kill all three of y'all. Because I'm young enough to go to jail and get out. And make three more look just like you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. That is the funniest thing ever. Yeah, that shit cracks me up. I like watching his stand-up. He's pretty funny. That is good. You know, my mom used to always tell me if we were being mean or something, she'd be like, quit being ugly. Don't be ugly. It wasn't don't be mean or be nice. It was quit being ugly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because to them, they, they, like... You're talking about your attitude. No, I know. But it was just funny how it was never, you know, quit being mean. Mm -hmm. You know, you should be nice. It was just always quit being ugly. Don't be (laughs) ugly. (laughs) I I remember my grandma used to tell me when I'd get in trouble or something and I'd pout. She'd be like, you're going to trip over that lip. You stick it out any further. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I've heard that one a few times, too. Yeah. She, she, my grandma's hilarious. You know, my mom, if, like, I smarted off to one of my parents, they would look at me and they'd be like, uh, you must have forgotten who you're talking to. I think you need to, to realize who you're talking to before it gets you in trouble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then my dad would be like, Melissa, you need to walk away. Like, <laughs> at that point, I better walk away because I'm about to get my ass beat. Yeah. Yeah. I do one. I have one. I kind of adapted this myself. But every time my kids start to get smart, I'm like, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself because I'm bad for your health. All I have to do is just, I'll, I'll give Elijah a look. I'm like, Elijah, you need to stop. Yeah. And he knows at that point, like, okay, I need to stop because I'm about to get fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think I've pushed her enough. Unfortunately, James has not learned that yet. I know, I'm still right? waiting. But um, yeah. my dad used to be able to just instill this. I don't want to say fear, but in a way, you kind of did fear it because you didn't want to push the buttons too far because you knew, again, you were going to get fucked up. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
he had this way of just just giving you this tone, and you were like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I have definitely adopted that with my children. I give them that tone, and they just know, okay, yeah. I, I need to. Yeah, I need to, to stop away. now because yeah, I've away. pissed her off enough, and, yeah. you know, my life kind of depends on her not getting mad. It's time to walk away. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, uh, my mom used to say, um, like, if we were trying to get out of going to school or something by pretending to be sick, she'd be like, are, are you bleeding? Are, are you breathing? <laughs> so you're not dead. Then you can go to school. You, you, you can go to school. You'll be all right. My mom would always be like, well, you need to at least try to go. You can always call me if you need to, but you're going to at least try and go. Yeah, no, we didn't get that option. If we called her while we were at school and we were not legitimately ill, (laughs) my mom would show up. And that was the most embarrassing moment because she would make a scene Mm -hmm. right there in the office in front of every single person. You dragged me away from work to come get you. And you're not even sick? Have you lost your mind? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah she God. would make a spectacle right there in the office. And yeah. all the people in the office would just be looking at me and I'd be like, ah, it's going to be a fun day. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. My parents would always make me go to. It didn't matter if your um, arm was hanging on by a thread and you were bleeding all over the place. No, I'm sorry. You need to go to school. <laughs> If you were so sunburned that you couldn't even put a shirt on. No, yeah. I'm sorry. You need to go to school. Yeah. Or if you had a black eye and some stitches. Yeah. My, one of my, start of one of my years, I want to say like seventh grade, I hurt myself somehow. Oh, I remember how now. I was playing at one of our, aunt, at Aunt Bucky's house and I was spinning in a chair and somehow it got knocked over. I hit my eye on a guitar case. I had to go to the hospital and get stitches out of horrible black guy and I had to start seventh grade like that <laughs> that was great yeah yeah so yeah I feel you but I, I'm, I'm glad that they were like that because even now like when I don't feel good I'm like well I can always leave if I need to but I'm gonna at least I go. need to at least try to go yeah yeah and, and I would say 99% of the time I stay there all day I don't ever leave yeah <laughs> so I mean, I'm glad they, I'm, I guess I'm glad they did that. Right. I mean, a lot of things, if you think about it, like, you, you wake up in the morning, you don't feel good, maybe you got a headache, but by the end of the day, if you drink some water, take some Tylenol, and get moving, you feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I've, I've had plenty of days like that, you know? Yeah. My mom always used to, like, if we'd come to tell, you know, if, some, if one of the siblings did something wrong, if, like, my brother did something wrong, mm-hmm. and we'd come to tell, she'd be like, you know... Snitches get stitches. <laughs> and I'm like, what? She goes, could be in a tattletale. Because snitches get stitches. Like, uh-huh. Okay. See, I, know that, I, know that, I knew there was a reason I've always just really adored my Aunt Indy. <laughs> Not only are we both, you know, ended up being single moms, you know, but... She is just so fucking awesome. <laughs> I have told my son that. I have told uh, my nephew that because he's always the first one to come and, like, tattle on somebody. And I, I have told him that so many times. I'm like, dude, nobody likes a tattletale. Yeah. You're going to get beat up one day. You need to stop doing that. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's going to kick your ass. You need to stop. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a very good saying to have with your children. Teach them that. The snitches get stitches and end up in ditches. (laughs) That's the ending to that phrase. I don't know if I would include the ditches I'm just saying that's the end to that phrase. (laughs) I'm just just saying. That's Uh, funny, though. That's funny. mm -mm. Speaking of uh, your mom, Mm -hmm. you know, if you came to her and you told her just, like, some obvious shit, like, okay... Um, like, hey, the sky's blue? No, I, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I no, no, I love this one. I love this one because she absolutely hates this. Oh, and Andy, you're here. And she, you know, she just gets this look. No shit, Sherlock. Yeah, I know what you're saying. Where'd you park your squad car? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she used to say that all the time. She hasn't in a while, but she used to say that all the time. No, she still says it. I haven't heard her in a while, but she used to say that a lot. A lot, a lot. She's mellowed out a lot since she's had grandchildren. Yeah, a lot. Of, that's, I guess that's what happens. Yeah, it is. You know, also, <laughs> I have another one about your mom. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> whenever we were kids and we would come in and we would be like, hey, I'm bored. I'm hungry. Remember what she would say? Mm-hmm. What? Yeah. Hi. Hi, bored. Hi, hungry. Not me, Andy. I'm Andrea. How are you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Yeah, she always had that hand. Awesome. Nice to meet you. And you're just sitting there confused, like taking her hand, like, am I supposed to shake your hand? Oh, no, I, I, want, I want food. Uh-huh. I want food. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, no, I know perfectly well. Yeah, she used to do that a lot. My mom was very big, big smart aleck. Very big on sarcasm. Still is. Oh, man. Or she'd say, um, if you came in and said you were bored, she'd be like, well, you don't look bored to me. Mm-hmm. They meant like an actual bored. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Smart asses. <laughs> <laughs> what about when you walk up to her and you're like, I don't feel good. You remember what she did? Yeah. Yeah. She'd grab your arm and she'd like squeeze it a little bit. And she'd be like, well, you feel just fine to me. <laughs> yeah. She'd like rub her hand no, up and down no, your Yeah. Arm. Don't feel like nothing's wrong to you. Feel, you feel just fine. You sure you don't feel good? You feel fine. I don't think that's what you meant to say. <laughs> you know, I, we, like, we're talking about all the funny sayings, but there's some things that really stuck with me that my mom used to say. Like, she always used to tell me, she'd be like, you know... You know, if you're going to have kids, you need to learn to be independent. Yeah. I was like, yeah. She's like, yeah, you, you need to learn how to be an independent person. Don't rely on anybody to help take care of your kids. You need to be able to take care of your kids on your own. Mm-hmm. That really stuck with me. Mm-hmm. That stuck with me a lot. Well, you should anyways. Yeah, you definitely mm-hmm. should. Yeah. I mean, really, I feel like that's important just for life. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things my mom used to tell me, which really stuck with me, too, was... Um, was that if something was important to you, to make time for it. Because it doesn't matter, you know, how time-consuming it is or, you know, how far away it may be. If it's something that's important to you, you should definitely make the time or set time aside to do that. Right. Or, you know, see somebody or do something for somebody. So that was definitely something that has stuck with me, and I'm, I'm definitely trying to pass on to my children as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have one that my dad used to tell me, actually. He used to say, um, don't start no fights because you don't know, you don't know them people like that. Like, mm-hmm. you don't know what somebody's capable of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I heard Elijah say today, he told me today that he told a boy at school, uh, don't start a fight that you know, that you don't, 
Wait, how do you say it? Don't start a fight that you can't win. Yep. Don't start a fight that you that you don't know you can't win. Yep. No, he told that boy, don't start a fight that you can't win. Yeah. I was like, um, first of all, don't be telling people that. I don't want you to start any kind of fights. But he was just telling the boy, like, you don't know me, so don't start stuff with me. Well, one thing my parents used to tell me was, you know, if you have to, to defend yourself, but don't go looking for a fight. I feel like that comment is looking for a fight. When you tell somebody, don't go start in a fight that, you, that you're that you going to lose. Yeah, that's true. That, that kind of entices them. Yeah, a little but bit. That's, that's not something to ease the situation. That right. is throwing gasoline on the fire. So I guess in a way, I'm, I don't know. I mean, I guess it depends on how you look at it. He may have stuck up for himself in that situation, but I feel like he also kind of instigated something by yeah. doing that. Yeah. Dad always used to say, too, like, you better not start it. But you damn well better finish it. <laughs> That's funny. And I'm like, all right then. That's funny. Because my mom always told me to keep the peace. <laughs> <laughs> to be the peacekeeper. <laughs> oh my Your gosh. mom is a peacekeeper, though. That's why. I know. That's what she told me. She said growing up, her mom always told her to, you know, be the peacekeeper. You got to be the one to keep the peace. I guess she always counted my, on my mom to do that between, you know, all three of the, the girls. Yeah. So she always tells me that all the time. You know, you have to be the one. I don't care, you know, what the situation may be. If you have to be the one to bow down, bow down. Make sure you keep the peace, especially in the family, you know, because something else you tell me all the time, family is very important. Yeah. You know, they mean, they mean a lot. They're always going to be there for you at the end of the day. Yeah. So, you know, that was something that she really instilled in me. And I'm also wanting to instill in my kids because that's exactly how I feel, you know. Friends come and go, but family... I mean, I feel like well, certain friends come and go. But yeah, there are certain friends that I've that I've just adapted as family. Cause yeah, well, I was about to say too. I know some people, their family literally comes and goes. Like you know, maybe they're estranged for some some reason. You know, some sh- shit happens. Yeah, you know that you can't control. But in our particular situation, our family has always been very close. Yeah, so we always get together. We have get togethers. What? Well, we used to at least once a month. Yeah, but well, because. Everybody's birthdays. Yeah, you know, right? <laughs> yeah, we were having birthdays every month. or And then if it wasn't a birthday, it was some kind of holiday. Right. Yeah, but she definitely instilled that in me, and I want to instill that in my children as well. That was definitely one of those things that have always stuck with me. Yeah. I have one that um, mom used to say to me, too. Like, if I got in trouble in school, and I'm like, well, everybody else is doing it, and she'd be like, well, if everybody jumped off a cliff, yep. did you do it? Yeah. Mine was a bridge. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's funny? I heard something on a TV show the other day that I was like, oh, my God. But somebody said that, and the guy was like, well, yeah, because if there's nobody left here, then I'm by myself. What? Yeah. I asked Elijah that one time. I used that phrase on Eli. I don't remember what he said, but I have used that phrase before plenty of times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That man's kind of crazy, though. I think that's a weird way of looking at it. Well, he's like, if everybody jumps off the cliff and I don't, I'm going to be the only one left. Yeah, but I don't think everybody in the world would. It's just everybody around you. Yeah, but I don't think that's what... That's not how he took it. I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of like... Oh, huh. I wouldn't want to be the only one left on the earth either. Would you? I don't know. I wouldn't. 
Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right, moving on from the philosophical side. Another good one my mom used to tell me that I heard a lot. Oh, my gosh, she used to tell me all the time. Uh, And I also, I guess, use this till this day. It's actually a reason that I got rid of a lot of the friends that I had. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Your friends reflect who you are. They say a lot about who you are. You know, if you hang around a certain certain people or certain group of people, you know, that maybe get in trouble a lot or do bad things, and you're associating with these people, then that kind of reflects that maybe you also do these things. You know, exactly. that are bad. So, yeah. You know, the people that you hang around and spend and surround yourself with say a lot about who you are as a person. Right. Yeah. Things that you may be comfortable with, you know, if, if you know that they do something bad and you decide to look the other way and just let them do it, I mean, you you're kind of complicit in that situation. So, I mean, does that not make you just as bad? I don't know, but I got rid of a lot of people in my in my life <laughs> because, I, you know, my mom always told me that. And when you step back and looked at it and you were like, hmm, yeah, I don't know if I, I want to go down this path with these people. So, so I always thought that that was a very good piece of advice from her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I and I tell you know my kids that too. You know, the people that you surround yourself with need to be people that are gonna lift you up, encourage your goals and your dreams, not try to hold you back because of jealousy or whatever it may be. You know, that's the the people that you want to surround yourself with are people that are also trying to go places because they're gonna push you to go places. You right. know, mm-hmm. I um, there's it's not really a saying, but my mom used to tell me that it doesn't matter what everybody else is doing, you do your best. Mm-hmm. kind of thing like almost like the if everybody was jumping off a cliff would yeah do too but like non-conformity non-conformity <laughs> yeah. a non-conformist conformist um <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> but she she it really instilled in me work ethic and that it's very important to have a, a good work ethic and that mm-hmm. you always give 110 percent everything that you do try your hardest try your best Mm-hmm. And you will succeed. Yeah. It's funny. I told you my mom said be respectful of family, you know, keep them close and whatnot. Well, my dad also told me that family is the worst people to go into business with because they are the first people <laughs> that will do you dirty. <laughs> he has always told me that growing up. Always. I wonder why that is, though. I mean. I think he got burned one time. Maybe. I think that's what it was. I re- No, legit. I think that's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. But he has always told me that my whole life. I guess that's, I guess that's one of his, like, major rules. Don't go into business with family. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, I guess it's a good one. I mean, that's like they say you don't go into business with your friends either. Yeah. You know? Like. That makes sense. You could, they could break a, a friendship apart. You exactly. know, especially if shit gets hard. Right. And, then, you know, if it's family, they may be like, well, that's been my, my cousin, my brother, my sister, my mom, my uncle, my aunt, whoever. If I gotta do this, I'm gonna do it. They should be okay with it, <laughs> regardless right. of what the situation may be. Right. So maybe that's why he said that. Maybe they would feel more comfortable fucking, fucking you over. over. Yeah. <laughs> because you have the same blood. Yeah. <laughs> they would feel like they're they're okay to do that. Yeah, I guess I could see that. I always thought that was kind of funny how I had one parent telling me one thing and then the other one on the other hand being like, well, yeah, that's true, but just be careful what you do. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's kind of conflicting, but it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. You remember you were telling me the other day about how, like, your mom used to do the whole, like, what was it, if you said that, um, 
oh, I really want this. And, you know, she's like, well, want in one hand, shit in the other. And that was my, up that was my uh, dad's mom. That was my grandmother. Oh, okay. Yeah, she, apparently growing up, she would tell my dad and all of his siblings, uh, if they really wanted something, she'd be like, well, want in one hand and shit in the other and see which one fills up faster for you. Because they were really poor. And so, you know, they really had to work hard for whatever they had. So yeah. that's what she would tell them, I guess, to appease them and get them off of her. <laughs> right. She had 10 kids. I mean, it's it, that's hard to provide, to provide for. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I so mean, I only got half that. Fuck, I'm struggling right now. So that's what she would tell them, want in one hand and shit in the other. Yeah. See, what, see which one fills see up faster fills for you. Faster, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I have, when I got pregnant with Lenora, my mom, she, Lord have mercy, my mom, she would, she's like, well, you know, I'm really glad you had her, but, um, you know what causes that, right? Do you, do you know how many times I've heard that? Okay. You, know, you know what causes that, right? My dad used to say that to me so many times when I first got pregnant with James. Yeah. He said the same thing to me after I got pregnant with Elijah. So when I got pregnant with James and he kept hitting me with that, I said, yeah, dad, I do, but it's just way too much fun to quit. He was like, oh, Melissa, I'm like, well, then stop saying it to me. <laughs> Clearly, we both know what causes this. You don't constantly need to ask me that, okay? You should I'm sorry, was that a rhetorical question? No, that's literally what I told him. Yeah, I know, but it's too much fun, and it feels too good to quit. That's what I told him, and he was just like, oh, my God. I did not need to hear that. But I felt like, that's what you get. That's what you get. That is what you get. If you want to ask me a dumbass question like that. You go get a dumbass answer. You go get a dumbass answer. (laughs) Needless to say, he quit saying that to me. Yeah. It worked. It did. So, well, yeah. Yeah. Lord. <laughs> I've heard that so many times. Yeah. So many times. You know, something funny my dad used to say to me. If something happened and you were like, oh, man, I was so close. He'd be like, well, close only counts in horseshoes and hand grenades, Melissa. So, yeah, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Tough out luck, kid. Sorry. <laughs> Try again. <laughs> oh, well. It wasn't like, oh, man, you were so close. <laughs> Sorry. Portia's no, Portia's this is neither one of those situations here. <laughs> <laughs> My grandma used to say that, like, I guess whenever we'd get angry and start fighting each other and, you know, whooping up on each other, she'd be like, you know, you catch more flies than honey than you do vinegar. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, grandma. How about, how about, how does that mean? I don't want to catch no damn flies. Like, how about, uh, oil and, uh, what is it? Oil and water don't mix. Yeah. How about that one? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard that one a lot, too. I heard, uh, how, there's another one. Um, the squeakiest wheel gets the most grease. <laughs> <laughs> how about that one for you? That is dumb as shit. How about that one for you? <laughs> how do you know what the fuck that means? <laughs> that means don't sit by and be quiet. Speak up. Oh, Get what the hell you need. Got you. Because okay. the squeakiest wheel gets, gets the most Okay, I got you. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that kind of greedy, though? Because, I mean, if you just continuously squeak, 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 like, that's kind of, that's kind of greedy. I mean, I feel like at a point, oh, here's another one. Don't cry wolf. Oh, yeah. You know, at some point, you just keep doing it. Yeah. It's going to come back and bite you in the butt. Yeah, it But is. if you do it when you need it or when it matters, that's what counts. That's yeah. when you need to do it. 
Yeah, I heard uh, Don't Cry Wolf so many times growing up. Yeah, I did too. A lot. Especially when my brother was beating the crap out of me and my mom was like, Oh, what did you do to make him mad? Like, really? <laughs> really, what did I do? Why is it always my fault? Why is it always my fault? <laughs> this motherfucker set my damn Barbie dolls on fire and shot out of a damn BB gun and you're sitting here saying that I did something wrong? Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. You know, uh, he also, I don't know if you remember or not, he used to say this a lot too because I used to say it. Actually, there was two things. <laughs> this is so funny. Okay, the first thing he used to say was, um, talk to the hand. Yeah. He'd be like, I don't want to hear it, talk to the hand. Yeah. Because I used to tell him that all the time when that was the thing, you know, back in like the 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, talk time. to the hand because they won't listen. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would tell him that all the time. Yeah. And I remember one time when I was little, I was probably like seven, eight, nine, maybe ten, um... I remember I had a wedgie one time, and I was, <laughs> I, guess I, was, I guess I was trying to pick it, and my dad was like, what are you doing? I was like, I got a wedgie, uh, and I think I said I got a BMW, and he was like, what the hell is that? I was like, a big major wedgie, <laughs> and so when, after that, like, every time I said something about it, he'd be like, you got a BMW? <laughs> oh my gosh, it was so funny. I remember we were in the store one time, and I I think it was, I don't know if it was me or not, but one of us had our hands, I had our our finger up our nose, and my mom's like, what are you digging for gold? Yeah, that's a common one, too, digging for gold. And uh, then the other one, I mean, what was it? I don't know, it'll come back to me. You know, another funny thing my dad said, well, he said this for a long time, Um, he, he likes coupons. Mm-hmm. And I know you know what I'm going to say. <laughs> when he sees, before we go to BJ's, um, he likes to, you know, get some coupons. And he'll say, Melissa, do you have the coupon book? And I'll be like, yeah. He goes, coupons are your friend. <laughs> he'll be like, make sure you got the coupons because the coupons are your friend. <laughs> like, what is wrong with you? Oh my gosh, I have always heard that growing up. So what's really funny is now I always look for goodbyes. <laughs> oh, but that talk to the hand. He used to hit me with that all the time. You know, I'd be at him, Dad, can't we just blah, blah, blah. talk to the hand? Talk to the hand, I'm done. Talk to the hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what the hell? You're not a 14-year-old. You're my dad. Stop <laughs> <laughs> What I remember most about your dad is when... We would be somewhere, and somebody would do something stupid, and he'd be like, what a maroon. (laughs) Yes, he would always say maroon. And Dumas. And then Dumas. (laughs) I think it might actually have been Dumas first. I don't know. And then he he got actually in trouble at work saying that one time. Dumas? Yes. Oh, wow. He got in trouble. I guess it offended somebody, so he got in trouble, so then he changed it to maroon. Maroon? What a maroon. But apparently there's a city somewhere, I can't remember what state it's in, and it's spelled D-U-M-A-S-S, I think, or D-U-M-A-S. So when he saw that, he goes, oh my God, Melissa, there's a city. And it is called Dumas. He was like, we are never going there because there is nothing but Dumas is there. <laughs> right. Okay, now, no problem. Dumas, Dumasians. <laughs> Dumasians. Yeah, and then uh, another one, 
but he was notorious, or he is notorious, I guess I should say, because he still does it, for making up names for people that he doesn't like. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I can't remember what he called the first ex that I did through high school. Peckerwood. Peckerwood. I know this. It's Peckerwood. He's a Peckerwood. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. That is exactly, I, I remember, <laughs> because that's all I would hear about every time I'd come over to your house, okay. and and he, and your ex would come over, and you guys would, I guess you guys would go outside, and you'd leave me inside, and, and your dad would be like, why don't you bring that stupid Peckerwood over here? He's just a <laughs> dumbass, like, do that stuff, okay. Peckerwood. So I guess he was Peckerwood, and then yeah. the one after him was uh, Pissant. Yeah, pissant. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and then the more recent ex is uh, piss. Yeah. Yeah, he has a way of making up <laughs> names for people. Um, I can't even remember all of my sister's ex's names. Oh, Lord. I, I can't even begin to... Let's not go there. Yeah, I can't even... Yeah, there's just too many, but... Uh, yeah. He is really funny. Like, I remember, too, all growing up, he would always make up, like, some stupid-ass shit. Yeah. Like, he would just take a song and just make the craziest lyrics to go with it. Mm-hmm. One of the one that really just sticks out in my mind, which I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about, was when he re- when he remixed, I guess I'm going to say, the Toys R Us song. You remember that one? Uh, no, I don't. I don't want to throw up. Oh. Because I'm a Toys R Us kid. Something like they have so many toys we can throw up with. There's some shit like that. I don't even remember what it was. It was something like that. I remember I had to do a throwing up. Oh, dad. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. Oh, man. He's That's so funny. funny. Yeah, he is so funny. He used to always tell me, too, though. Um, <laughs> he used to always tell me, if you're out after midnight, you're up to no good. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'd always try to stay out late. And he'd be like, look, if you're out after midnight, you're up to no good. So, no. You bring mm-hmm. your ass home. Yeah. Everything's closed. Mm-hmm. Everybody's in their house. You ain't got nothing to do past midnight. So yeah. if that's what you got to do, then you're up to no good. So no, bring your ass home. Mm-hmm. Yep. Which is funny that he always used to tell me that because I I use that on my ex because I'd be like, nah, there's no reason for you to be staying out till no 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. There ain't shit to do past like in our town, past like 10. I know, right? Okay. Everything's closed. Yeah, you better break your ass fucking home because you are up to no good, buddy. Yeah. This ain't a damn thing open. I mean, there's only like three places you could be, and they're all bars. Or the Waffle House. Or the Waffle House, yeah. 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 Okay, well, going back to my mom, (laughs) she, one thing that she used to always get on to me about was being a lady. Mm hmm. She'd always be like, no, you have to act like a lady, you have to talk like a lady. You have to dress like a lady. You have to walk like one. You like everything you do needs to, to scream, lady. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so growing up like that, you know, you weren't able to wear certain things. You weren't mm-hmm. able to do certain things, go certain places, just depending on what the situation was. Yeah. Which I guess I'm glad that she's like that. That she was like that with me because I, I'm more conservative now. I don't put everything out there. It taught you modesty. Yeah, yeah, I'm very modest. Yeah, I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Yeah, I'm pretty modest, too. I mean, there's sometimes where I'll get a wild hair, and I'll be like, I'm going to wear that dress. I know it's oh, too yeah. short, but I'm going to wear it anyway. Maybe every once in a while, I may get that way, too. Yeah, but 
It's just a different time they grew up in, and that's what they instilled in us. It is, but I mean, I guess I'm glad that she did that to me because, like, like I said, I'm not, I don't have everything hanging out. Like, I'm leaving you something to have to wonder what's behind all that. Exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know, I'm not just gonna put it all out there for right. everyone to see, and you haven't even, you don't even know me yet. Like, mm-hmm. you know, what are you working for after that point? You know, you've already seen everything. Exactly. You know, I like to keep some some things. Hidden, some secrets hidden. My mom some treasures to pull out every once in a while, like bam, bam. My, <laughs> my mom used to say, because um, <laughs> my brother um, was a bit of a man whore in his early twenties, <sighs> and I feel like his whole teenage years. <laughs> <laughs> but in your brother's defense, he was a very good-looking boy. Yeah, he was. You know, so yeah, yeah. he couldn't help it. No, he couldn't help it, Mm-mm. and. You know, we had pools, so we were kind of like one of those, oh, yeah. like, hey, there's TJ. He's attractive. Hey, he's got a pool. Let's yeah. go to his house. Yeah, get in our bikini. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my mom used to say, like, to my, because my brother was, like, in love with this one girl. And my mom used to say, like, she's no good. Don't, don't go there. He'd be like, why? And she's like, why buy the milk? Why buy the cow and you can get the milk for free? Right. Yep. She, oh my gosh, I think she has told me that so many times. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad you mentioned that, because I was like, yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> Why buy the cow when you can get the milk for free? That's right. By the way, that is a hint at being married before you have sex. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. they're never going to, they're never going to buy that cow, because they can keep getting the milk for free. That's, exactly. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if yeah. you're just giving them every damn thing, what, what's the incentive to put a ring on it? Exactly. Yeah. None. None. No, I definitely heard that one growing up, too. Yeah, that's why my mom was always like, you know, you have to be a lady, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing, too, which I know our grandmother was really bad about, they always wanted us to, like, cross our legs when you were sitting down and you had, like, a dress or some kind of skirt on. Yes, or tuck your one foot, tuck yeah. your one foot behind your other ankle. Yeah. 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 Which, ironically, I'm sitting like that exactly right now. <laughs> yeah, I saw so many variations of that. Yeah, yeah, that's how much that wore off of me, but... The bad thing is, now, you know, that, that shit causes varicose veins. <laughs> and that's what they were telling us to do all the time. Well, maybe that's why our moms have horrible varicose veins. Because, <laughs> you know, it restricts, like, the blood flow. Right. And I find myself sitting like that all the time, and my legs start, you know, tingling or whatever, so I have to, you know, move on and then swap legs. Yeah, but this is what, you know, my, I guess was instilled in us growing up. This is what they always made us do. Right. Oh, my grandma, my grandma, my my dad's mother, she always used to say, shoulders back and suck in your gut. Yep. Yep. And, like, I had ridiculous abs in high school because from the time I was nine years old to the time I was in high school, I sucked in my gut every day. Hell yeah. There was not a day. What teenage girl does it? You'd be surprised. I mean, really. You'd be surprised. What teenage girl does it? Some of the girls I went to high school with, you'd be very surprised. But, like, I have ridiculous abs, and I was very proud of them abs. <laughs> yeah, I cannot lie. I, I did the same thing. I yes. did not lie. But, like you said, like, even now, I have got a very strong core. Yeah. <laughs> like, even now, I don't because of the stupid hernia. But I yeah. feel like when I get that fixed, it shouldn't take me long to get it back. But, yeah. golly. No, I mean, I guess it had some perks. It does. <laughs> I guess it had some perks. She knew what she was talking about. Yeah. I mean, they um, like, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, she she was always 
you know, hold your head up high. Don't look down at your feet when you walk, you know. When you walk downstairs, you hold the banister with one hand and you look straight ahead. (laughs) You do not look down at your feet. Because she, she always said that this pervades confidence. Yeah. And confidence instills trust and mm-hmm. friendship and love and, mm-hmm. all, and attractiveness and all of that stuff. She taught she taught me well. My yeah. grandma taught me well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, okay. <laughs> it's funny you say that, though, because when I started high school, we were, you know, we were talking about in high school. Yeah. When I started high school... Um, <laughs> my mom told me to be careful who I hung around. Uh, not only because of, you know, your friends reflect who you are, like choose your friends wise or whatever, but uh, she told me to also be careful who I hung around because she, she said uh, you can't choose who your heart falls in love with. Yeah. So just be careful, you know, don't fall in ro- love with the wrong guy. You know, don't don't pick the bad boy. <laughs> uh, I, I distinctly remember her telling me that on, like, my first day of high school. Yeah. And I remember telling her, I was like, well, what if I meet, like, a junior or a senior and they want me to go to prom with them? She was like, Melissa, that's probably not going to happen. <laughs> Guess what happened, bitch? <laughs> I met a junior. <laughs> And how fucked up was that relationship? Okay, that's not the point. <laughs> the point is, what I said happened, okay? But he did not want to go to his prom, so we didn't go to his prom. But I still did meet a junior, and we did end up dating for almost four years, and it fucking sucked. But yeah. at least it's over now. Lesson learned. That was a horrible bolt lesson. But hey, something had to go through, right? Yeah, it is what it is. I guess. I didn't really have that issue, because my mom always told me to, like, Make sure that you don't just jump at the first person who shows interest in you. Like, mm-hmm. make sure you have interest in that person, too. Like, no, don't get overly excited, I guess. Yeah. Because they might not be right. And then you've instilled, and you've put all this time into this, and, and now it's, you know. Well, yeah, I was a 15-year-old girl, though. Yeah, I know. I, I was 15. I was, too. Yeah, but I was 15 at the time. Like, come on. <laughs> I was, too. You can't tell a 15-year-old girl nothing. Like, now, that advice now would mean more to me now. Right. In my 30s than it did back then at 15. I guess I was just so scared of my mom that I didn't want to disappoint her. <laughs> See, mine was my dad. Yeah, <laughs> I, was I so know. Scared of my dad. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was just... Yeah. I remember. You know, you never knew what was going to come out of his mouth. He was going to embarrass the shit out of you mm-hmm. or threaten somebody. <laughs> you never know. Like, depending on the situation, you just, you never know. Yeah. I always really took to heart a few things that my mom has said to me. You know, of course, she always said, treat others as you would want to be treated. Mm-hmm. Of course, you know, that's, yes. a, that's a Bible verse. But it's yes, still. I heard that a lot. Yes. Because lot. you never, for, you know, first of all, you never know who you're going to run into. And you never know what that per, what that person, what kind of effect that person's going to have on your life. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, my mom was always, like, very wary. Like, kindness goes a long way. It does. And, you know, there have been plenty of situations where somebody did a nice deed for somebody and then it ended up coming back around to where they had to help, the, uh, you know, the person out. Like, that reverse karma happens like that. Let's yeah. say, you know, instead of helping that person, you were like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. And went on your way and then it came back around and it was their turn to help you out. And they were like, well, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, she, she yeah. always said, you know what goes around comes exactly. around. Exactly. You know, like, you, yeah, like you said, you help one person and then that might come back around to you. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, you might, you know, uh, see an old lady who's trying to put up a cart in the grocery store and you're like, fuck her. You know, but then, you know, she might need to, she might be leaving the parking lot and you might need to get out and she might just, you know, zoom right ahead of you, you know, <laughs> and leave you sitting there for like 50 fucking cars later, you know. <laughs> like, you just never know. Yeah, like, you never know. Comes around. Yeah, you never know. That, that is something, too, that I truly believe, too. Yeah. And I, and I also tell my kids, you know, that as well. Uh, one thing my mom also told me was don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. Don't look at somebody and even if they have, I don't know, let's say they're homeless. Yeah. Don't just look at that person and automatically assume they're a piece of shit. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know how they got in this situation. You know, that's true. Yeah, that, that's what I mean. Like, she always, and she always told me, you know, well, put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. Try, try to understand where they're coming from. Yeah. So that's how I've always tried to view things, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to other people mm-hmm. and not being so quick to judge them. Yeah. yeah. Switch your places. How would you feel or handle whatever they may be going through if it, if it was you? Right. I had an instance the other, actually it was last night, and... It really irks me. And, you know, my mom My mom always said, you know, always do the right thing regardless of, you know, the, yeah, the two consequences. Two wrongs don't make it right. Yeah, two wrongs don't make it right. Mm-hmm. And, and this kid last night, 16-year-old kid, and he's crazy clerk, you know. I work in a grocery store now. Um, I, I do the night shift. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he comes up to me and he goes, hey, um, if I gave you some money, would you buy me a certain substance from aisle such and such, which is that we keep the alcohol on, mm-hmm. and I'll give you $20? I'll give you the money for it, and I'll give you $20 on top. I'm like, dude, you do realize that $20 is not enough bail money. Mm-hmm. I have five kids. Mm-hmm. I have five kids. I am not putting myself in this job in jeopardy just to buy you alcohol so you think I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Your opinion is not worth that <laughs> yeah. much to me. Sorry. Exactly. And he got pissed. He yeah. Did. He got pissed. Man. I'm sorry, dude. I... But he'd asked like five other people before me. Yeah. And he he asked all over the store. And it's like, you don't understand what you just did. Yeah. First of all. You asked all over the store, so you made a whole bunch of chain of evidence yeah. to come back to yourself. Uh-huh. Two, that's 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 not 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 very stealthy, man. Like yeah. you know, because what if one of those people goes back to the floor supervisor or the, exactly. the, the manager and is like, hey, this little kid right here is, you know, he's asking people to buy him alcohol. Exactly. And then we leave and they see me giving you the alcohol. Boom. Yeah. And you don't go to jail. I do. Yeah. So, I really took what my mom said to heart about, you know, like, all do the right thing even if even if they don't like you for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I hate it. You know, he down thinks I'm uncool, but I don't hate it enough to buy him alcohol. Nope. It's not worth it. Nope. They don't see that either. Being that young, they don't see all the consequences and negative 
things that could come along with that action. Yeah, because they're still very self-absorbed at that age. Yeah, they have no responsibilities. They have no dependents like we do. Exactly. They don't have anybody else to think Yeah, they wake up in the morning. What do I want to do? What do I need? You know, we wake up in the morning. Shit, I got to make fucking breakfast. I got to feed three damn kids. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even hungry, but I got to get in this damn kitchen and go make some fucking breakfast. Around lunchtime, you got to feed them again at dinner. You know, that, that's our that's our whole mindset. What do they need? Or do they need anything? Are they taken care of? You know, are their wants met? Are their needs met? Like, that's on our mind 24-7. Exactly. But yeah, for a 16, 17-year-old, it's just me, 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 me. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yep. That's crazy, though, that he asked you to do that, especially on the job. Uh, on the job. He's like, I know you get off at 11, you know, like. I'll, I'll bring you the, you know, I'll bring you the cash mm-hmm. around 1040 and, mm-hmm. you know, you can go over to self-checkout. That's crazy. I'm like, no, dude, I'm, I'm not doing that, hon. I'm That's sorry. crazy. So, oh, well. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Little does he know I'm about to be his boss. Wow. <laughs> you know, uh, <laughs> one more thing my, my parents used to tell, tell me all the time, which I definitely say to my kids now, was to take care of the shit that I have. Because uh, they were not going to replace anything that was neglected. Yep. Because they worked too damn hard for that money to buy it in the first place. And they yep. do not have money for replacing it. Mm-hmm. Just because you left it in the floor mm-hmm. and it got stepped on yep. and it got broken. Yep. And now it's in the trash. Mm-hmm. I tell Elijah that all the time. Yep. But with him, I tell him I don't break things that you, I don't replace things that you broke out of anger. Yeah. Like if you threw it or punched it or kicked it. Slammed it, whatever, and it broke. Sorry, dude, you went so well. Yeah. Uh uh-uh. uh. You know, I I think it's interesting because when I was young, um, you know, because I grew up with a single mom. When I was young, I had chores out the wazoo. You know, I had to clean my room. I had to keep the house clean. I had to do laundry, load mm-hmm. the dishwasher, mop the floors, clean the bathrooms. Like that's what that was my job. You know, my brother took care of everything outside. And then, of course, you know, he'd make dinner. But these kids now, like, I ask my kids to do one thing, and they act like it's in the world. And I'm like, dude. Tell me about it. If you would just get it done and quit bitching about it, it could all be over. Oh, my gosh. I cannot tell you how many times I heard that growing up. And mom, yeah, my mom did that to me a couple all times. All this time you're spinning your whining. You could have already had it done. Yeah. You could have. Yeah, I know. I've used that line a lot, too. Yeah. Yeah. And and they act like it's such a big inconvenience. And I'm like, dude. Um, they, act, they act like, why, why do I have to do this? Oh, I don't know. Why do I have to put a reef over your head? Oh, I don't know. Why do I have to buy you clothes? Oh, I don't know. Why, why do I have to buy you shoes? Why do I have to put food on your in your belly? I have to. And, light, and lights on. And, and you got Wi-Fi that you have. have. And that phone that you have. I saw this. Why you're going to love this. You're going to love this. I saw this thing on TikTok the other day. It was this video, and it was from this stand-up. And this guy was like, I gave my 10-year-old a list of chores to do. It had three or four things on it. And they were like... I know who that is. And they were like, uh, what do you have to do? And he was like, what do you, what do you mean? They were like, well, what, what's your list? And he was like, well, let's see. Uh, did you wake up this morning in your bed happy and warm and then go get you some breakfast? Well, guess what? That was all me, bitch. Check, check, check. Done. <laughs> he was like, everything that's not on that list, that's, that's what I have, have to, to do, do. okay? Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> Fuck you. Yeah, that is exactly how I feel. I hate when I give them, I, 
And here's the thing. When I give my son a chore, it is to pick up his own shit. Yeah. I would say 99% of the time, it's like clean your room up, pick all of your things up around the house. Mm -hmm. I may tell him to get all the trash up, but most of the time, I just need him to do those things because they're horrible. Yeah. And that's what pisses me off. Yeah. Because why are you bitching about picking up your own shit? Yeah. And what I always tell him is, do you see me complaining because I have to pick up after your brother and sister? Do you see me complaining when I have to lug all this laundry downstairs to go wash it or lug it all back up to fold it or fold it or put it up for you? (laughs) Do you see me bitching and complaining while I wash these dishes and then put them up for you? Do you see me complaining when I make your dinner (laughs) and then wash the damn dishes? And then put them up. Little does he know that you. you. Little does he know that you have this podcast that you just ran all this shit out on. Yeah, I don't do it to him though. That's the whole thing. Like, and that's what makes me so mad. I'm like, you know, I do things for you all day long. Yeah, every day. You and and, and, I'm like, you have a roof. When you go flip that switch on, the light comes on. Yeah. When you turn the faucet, water comes out. Yeah. Guess what? Hot water comes out too. Yeah. Because I pay for the gas. Okay, like, that's what makes me so mad about it. Ugh. Yeah. Addison irritates the shit out of me because she don't ever want to clean her room. And, of course, you know, she does that whole, like, why do I have to do it? Why do I have to do it? And I pull my, I, I pull, I, I pull my mother. I'm like, well, um, if I do it, you ain't gonna like how I do it. Mm-hmm. So, I suggest you go ahead and go do it yourself. You know what other thing my dad, my parents used to say to me all the time? You'll see. Yeah. When you have kids. You'll see. Yeah. You're going to call me one day and yep. be like, Mom, Dad, you're never going to believe him. We're going to say, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. We believe it. Yeah. Because we told you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, just wait. You'll, you'll see one day. Uh-huh. You just wait. Wait till you have your own kid. And I'll be like, no, because when I have kids, we'll go, okay, okay, we'll see. Uh-huh. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. One day you will understand. You remember <laughs> that. I'll, I'll remember that. So you better remember that yeah. because we'll see. My mom used to tell my brother that all the time. She's like, you know, I hope you have a son one day and he acts ten times fucking worse than you. Yeah. 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 I, I caught myself thinking about that the other day and I was like, damn, I do have kids now. Yeah. And they a lot worse than I was. <laughs> I don't think my kids are worse than I was. Oh. I just think that, like, okay, my I, one is worse than I was. Just that one. He's just, he's a handful. And this has got to be what my parents were talking about because, oh, my God. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's getting better, though. I do have to admit, he's getting better, but. He's getting, he's getting better. I don't I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing, but whatever I'm doing, maybe it's he's, working. Maybe he's moving out of the terrible twos. Maybe he's just moving out of the terrible twos. I don't know. I don't know. I still feel like it's more of a DNA issue. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Damn, Melissa. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, is there anything else you got for us? Not that I can think of. No? Okay, well. Tonight, I have decided to do a Halloween-themed trivia. Okay. Okay? And this is going to be on the history of Halloween. Oh, okay. Okay? I feel like you're, prob- I feel like you're probably going to know this. Okay. Let, me get, let me get my questions. Let me get my questions here. Okay. So, for the history of Halloween trivia, mm-hmm. 
Uh, as usual, we have five questions. Okay. And you're going to get a dollar for every question you get right. Okay. 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 So, the first question is, where did Halloween originate? Ireland. It, it did start in present-day Ireland, but it was because of this, this festival. It, the Festival of Samhain. Yes. Okay. It was the Celtic Festival, yes. Yeah. Also, I'm going to give you Ireland because that technically is where it originated. So, I'll, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, damn. The next one was, uh, what What was that festival? What's that, what'd you say? Samhain? Samhain. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, what, what was it, though? Um, it was a f- basically the festival where uh, demon, demons could walk the earth and the souls of the dead could walk the earth. See, I knew you were going to get that. Yeah, the boundaries between the living and dead were blurred. Yeah. Yeah. And they would also light bonfires and wear costumes. Yes. Okay, what see okay, what was Halloween originally called? All Hallows Eve. Yes. You're right. <laughs> and what was All Hallows Eve the the eve of? The winter solstice. No, the autumn solstice. There was like a particular holiday that was named and All Hallows Eve became the eve of this holiday. Samhain? <laughs> no. I have no idea. All Saints Day. Can't remember which Pope it was. He named it um, All Saints Day, November first, and uh, the eve before. The, I guess they celebrated the uh-huh. Samhain, yeah. and so it became the eve. But Samhain is pagan, and All Saints Day is Catholic. Yeah, they. I know, but they adopted a lot of their traditions from. That. I know they did. Yeah. So, so the pagans would tra- would would. It was like their own version. Move over to Catholicism. It was like their own version, and they became All Hallows Eve, and it was the day before All Saints Day, which where it was which where all the saints were celebrated. Oh, see, I thought you were talking about what the what the name of All Hallows Eve. No, what, what was All Hallows Eve the eve of? All Hallows Eve. No, it was. I just All Saints Day is on November first, right? Exactly. Okay, but. So all Hallows the Eve, Eve of the day before is All Hallows Eve. I didn't say the day before. I said what was All Hallows Eve the Eve of the day? So it was the Eve before All Saints Day, because that was on November first. That question confused me. <laughs> <laughs> that was really? A, yeah, it was a confusing question. Whatever. It doesn't okay. make sense to me. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I was looking for All Saints Day. Oh, okay. Okay, what was the name of the killer in the movie Halloween? Oh, Michael Myers. Yes, good job. So, um, I'm not giving you number four. (laughs) (laughs) Just not give me the answer I was looking for. Well, I didn't understand the question. Okay, well, thank you everybody for joining us. We hope you all enjoyed our topic of things our parents used to say. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can email us at Fed up and tired podcast at gmail.com. Uh-huh. Again, that is. Fed up and tired podcast at gmail.com. I'm Marinelle. And I am Alyssa. And this is Fed, Fed Up and, and Tired. tired.